Rise from your grave. Welcome to the Dyad Presents, a video game music podcast. I'm the Dyad, and this is Sweet 16B. Well, as the late great Yogi Barrow said, it feels like deja vu all over again. Sorta. In the second of our back-to-back themed episodes, we're talking about the Sweet 16B, the Sega System 16B arcade hardware. It's kind of a tongue twister. But rest assured, this isn't going to be nearly as in-depth as last week. There's not quite as much information about this. Honestly, I originally thought about splitting last week's episode between TurboGrafx-16 tracks and Sega System 16B tracks, but I thought that there were enough cool tracks to support individual episodes instead. Plus, 16B works pretty nicely as a quote-unquote second episode 16. The track bringing us in is called BGM-1 from the game Cyber Police eSWAT composed by Yasuhiro Kawakami. Cyber Police eSWAT is a run-and-gun, side-scrolling shooter that puts the player in the shoes of Duke Oda, a police officer in the crime-ridden Liberty City Police Department's top unit, eSWAT, or Enhanced Special Weapons and Tactics. eSWAT is an acronym and not an initialism. The distinction, in case you're curious, is an acronym should be able to be pronounced out loud, like scuba or laser or nato versus an initialism like fbi or cia can't really say those like a word as for eSWAT using the a from and in their acronym i don't think that's entirely kosher i didn't find what the term or word for doing that is but i'm pretty sure it's frowned upon in the game duke starts off as a regular human being but during the course of the game he's given a powered exoskeleton to fight against a powerful 
high-tech crime organization called I. EYE, actually, it's another abbreviation. Uh, it's threatening the city, and his ultimate goal is to apprehend Balzar, a mad scientist. When EYE is revealed to be a rogue artificial intelligence computer, all bets are off. Cyber Police eSWAT had moderate success, and it was ported to a bunch of different platforms. Sega brought it to the Master System in 1990, and it was licensed for home computers, including the Amiga, Amstrad CPC, Atari ST, Commodore 64, and the ZX Spectrum. Also in 1990, a sequel-slash-remake in the form of eSWAT City Under Siege was released for the Mega Drive. Cyber Police eSWAT and eSWAT City Under Siege are usually mistaken to be the same game, but even though they share a similar gameplay style, the Mega Drive game is pretty different. Before we go jumping into the hardware specs for the 16B board, I have an update to the correction issue from episode 15, which I will now dub the mystery of the Hot Fire Game Boy Jam. Pixeltoons Ed, aka Ruiner9, was kind enough to provide an answer on the VGM Podcast Fans Facebook page. And if you aren't already on the page, I recommend you check it out. It's got a lot of great VGM discussion if you're into that stuff. And I know you are because you're listening to a VGM podcast right now. Anyway, Ed said about the track, It's called VIP because it was originally released on a crack throw to the game VIP on the Game Boy. At that point, Laxity was a member of Capital, so he wasn't even in Maniacs of Noise. I'm assuming Drax later used the track with his permission for Puzzled, which is why you see both their names credited on it. Here's a link to the original listing of the Cracktro. As you can see, Mogensen isn't even mentioned. Hope that clears it up. And that's essentially what I suspected had happened, so I'm going to count this as confirmation. Big thanks to Ed for the information and the additional research and legwork. And if you haven't yet, do yourself a favor and go check out his podcast, Pixel Tunes Radio and The Impulse Project. And probably a bunch other. He does like a million podcasts. Maybe there's one on like gardening or, I don't know, uh, different colors or, let's see, stenography. Yeah, check out Ed's stenography podcast. That's my favorite. Anyway... Let's move on to the meat of the show. The Sega System 16 is an arcade board released by Sega in 1985. It was a 16-bit successor to the Sega System 1 and Sega System 2. Throughout its lifespan, there would be about 40 games released on the hardware, making it one of Sega's most successful hardware designs. It was produced in three variants. There was the pre-System 16, 1985, the System 16A in 1986, and the focus of today's show, the System 16B, debuting in 1987. The only difference between the pre-System 16 and System 16A are clock speeds, while the System 16B had improved graphics, sound, and memory. And I am amazed that I did not flub saying Sega System 16 at, at any point during that. And I wasn't kidding about being light on the 16B content. I'm going to jump back into some music here to spread the information out a little bit more. From the game Ryu-Q, composed by Nasu Kazumi, this is round 11 through 20.
UQ is a puzzle game developed by ASCII and LoginSoft for various Japanese home computers. It was ported to the Sega System 16 arcade hardware by Success and Sega in 1990. Holy cow, that's a lot of S's. It was also ported to the Sega Game Gear the following year, with Sega releasing it overseas as Solitaire Poker. The Game Gear version features two-player mode using the gear-to-gear -gear cable. The game itself is actually pretty hard to describe. It's sort of like Tetris with playing cards. Kinda. The title Ryukyu is named after the former dynasty of the Japanese Okinawa area. It translates from Japanese as Nine Dragons. Historically known as the Luchu Kingdom in English, it was an independent kingdom that ruled most of the Ryukyu Islands from the 15th to 19th century. Notably, what set them apart was the fact that they had no standing army and survived only by trade and diplomacy. And importantly, Okinawa was not actually part of Japan at this point, so the Ryukyu Kingdom was truly its own kingdom. The kings of Ryukyu unified Okinawa Island and greatly extended the reach of the kingdom. Despite its small size, the kingdom played a central role in maritime trade networks of medieval East and Southeast Asia. In fact, because of this, Japan and China essentially played tug-of-war over Ryukyu for influence and control. Eventually, Japan ended China's relationship with the islands, formally abolishing it in 1879. The kingdom itself was then abolished, and the islands were annexed as Okinawa Prefecture. But the Ryukyuans were not truly considered a part of Japan, and the Ryukyu people were not considered to be Japanese. And as for the surviving line of Ryukyu royalty, Prince Tsuguru Sho owns a bar in Tokyo, and hardly anyone realizes that he's of royal blood. Sho's Zen restaurant is just down the street from Japan's Imperial Palace. In fact, I read that the prince prepares food in Ten's bar, which is sort of bizarre. Next, a double feature. First, from the game Excite League, composed by possibly slash probably Yasuhiro Kawakami, the track is called Japan Series. Then, from the game Heavyweight Champ, composed by Katsuhiro Hayashi, the track is called Level Select.
for VGM karaoke. I really like it and I'm singing right now in my head. As for the Heavyweight Champ track, the game is probably more famous for its title theme, but I wanted to play something a little different, getting deep and bassy with it. Excite League is the 1989 sequel to 1985's Major League and 1988's Super League. If you didn't puzzle it out, it's a baseball game. There isn't much to say about the game, really. It seems like a fairly forgettable baseball game, complete with the standard lo-fi controls and camera views. Heavyweight Champ, on the other hand, boasts a slightly more impressive pedigree. It's a series of boxing video games released by Sega. The original game was released all the way back in 1976. The game featured black and white graphics, and it plays with a side view perspective. It used two boxing glove controllers, one for each player, which moved up and down for high and low punches, with an inward movement for punching. Critics have since crowned the 76 version the first video game to feature hand-to-hand -hand fighting. Sega released a remake to arcades in 1987. They changed the side perspective of the original game to a third-person viewpoint from behind the boxer. Think Punch-Out, only the character is more or less transparent. The remake also features unique controls that simulate throwing actual punches with boxing glove joysticks. Sega would later reuse the Heavyweight Champ name for both the 8-bit versions of James Buster Douglas Knockout Boxing released outside of North America. Moving back to the arcade machines generally, the System 16 is the home to many of Sega's most successful franchises including Shinobi, Fantasy Zone, Altered Beast, and Golden Axe. Following the Sega Hang-On hardware, the System 16 popularized the use of the Motorola 68000 and Zillog Z80 combo, which was later imitated for Capcom's successful CPS-1 and CPS-2 boards, among other arcade systems of the day, as well as the Sega Mega Drive and Neo Geo consoles too. In order to prevent piracy, as well as illegal bootleg games, many of the System 16 boards have a battery on board that's used to help store the encryption keys required for decrypting the game data. A Hitachi FD1094 chip containing the main CPU as well as the decryption key was used in place of a regular CPU. Problem is, when the battery dies, the encryption keys are lost, and the game will either lose audio or no longer function depending on the version. From what I gathered, 
Those in the know call this a suicided system. A guide to fix a suicided system can be found on the amusingly named Dead Battery Society website. Anyway, since I mentioned the popularity of some of the 16B games, I thought I would play another double feature showcasing tracks from a pair of very well-known games. But again, I'm going to go with a B-side here. First, from the game Altered Beast, composed by Toru Nakabayashi, the track is called Name Entry. Then, from Wonder Boy 3, Monster Lair, composed by Shinichi Sakamoto, the track is called Flower Garden. <laughs> developed by the creator of Golden Axe, Makoto Uchida, and so it shares a lot of graphical similarities as a result. Notably, the game lets players take the form of various were-animals. In fact, the Japanese title roughly translates to Beast King Chronicle. Altered Beast was possibly most known, however, for the gnarly voice samples. They actually sound pretty decent on the arcade, but the Genesis kind of does a number on them. I challenge you to go ahead and do your best impression right now in your car. 
I know I would if I was listening. As far as its legacy, the game was ported to a ton of different consoles, including the aforementioned Genesis. It was even bundled with the system during the console's early years. In fact, that's how I first experienced it. My cousin had a pack-in Altered Beast when he got his Genesis, and I remember going over to his house and playing it. The home version was considerably different in terms of enemy layout and hit detection, making it far easier to play. Probably because the developers no longer needed to mark the game's success by number of quarters eaten. There was also an extremely watered-down port for the Master System, and several ports to non-Sega systems, including the Famicom and PC Engine. The Master System version is especially notable for its terrible reviews. Also, there have been a handful of virtual console releases since 2006. And despite being heavily ported and widely distributed, the game didn't see a sequel until Altered Beast Guardian of the Realms for the Game Boy Advance in 2002. Developed by the now-defunct 3D6 Games, the sequel's concept is consistent with the original game's formula. There were new beasts to transform into and new power-ups. A second sequel called Juoki Project Altered Beast was developed by WoW Entertainment for the PlayStation 2. The game is set in a more modern scenario, and the story follows a genome cyborg named Luke Custer. The game was blown apart by reviewers citing bad camera angles and some other crippling programming mistakes. Most recently, in 2013, the Mega Drive version was converted to 3D and released for the Nintendo 3DS as 3D Altered Beast. Moving on to yet another confusing video game timeline, Wonder Boy 3 Monster Lair is a game in the Wonder Boy series, but not to be confused with Wonder Boy 3 The Dragon's Trap, which is actually the fourth game in the series. It was later ported to the Mega Drive and was brought to the TurboGrafx CD as well, but the North American release was just called Monster Lair and it lacked all the Wonder Boy branding. Monster Lair is unlike other games in the Wonder Boy series, although it resembles the original more than it does the various Monster World games. It still has platforming segments, but the Wonder Boy's sword fires projectiles and the screen auto-scrolls to the right, so it's essentially a shooter, kinda. And as with much of the convoluted timelines in video game history, if you're interested in learning a bit more, the Retronauts podcast has an episode on Monster Lair. It's probably going to be interesting for the type of people who like to, say, untangle Christmas lights. As far as the last system info, the pre-System 16, System 16A, and System 16B are the three most recognized variants of the hardware, but there is technically a fourth dubbed System 16C, which was used for the 2008 release of Fantasy Zone 2 DX, the tears of Opa Opa. I actually found some conflicting information about this. Uh, Fantasy Zone 2 DX arrived almost a decade and a half after the System 16 hardware was discontinued, but I couldn't see if it was actually released for arcades or not. I read somewhere that it was released as a bootleg version and nowhere else, but I read another article or blog post that said it was available in arcades. It's possible that the second person was talking about a bootleg, but I'm not sure. As far as technical specifications, the Sega System 16C 
required more RAM than any of the other System 16 boards can offer, but the game otherwise adhered to the restrictions of the hardware. Anyway, I think that's kind of just a 16C asterisk. And actually, that's pretty much all I have to say about the System 16B. Don't worry, next week I think it'll be back to just normal free play, but I hope you enjoyed the little themed episode excursions. I'm going to close out the show with some arcade 80s butt rock, so please prepare yourselves accordingly. But before I go, as always, special thanks to Alan Euler, aka Periodical, for mixing and editing the show. You can follow the show at thediadpresents.blogspot.com and you could subscribe via your favorite podcatcher. And don't forget to rate the show on iTunes. If you do, you can possibly earn yourself a spot as the top score on the hit new Sega System 16C board classic, Podcast Reviewer 88, coming soon to an arcade near you. You can follow me on Twitter at The Dyad, and you can email me at thediadpresents at gmail.com. There's also a Facebook page you can find by searching for the name of the podcast or by at The Dyad. Until next time, from the game Tough Turf, composed by Shinichi Seiya, this is Stage 8, Final Battle.